This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And the Sox have runners in first and third with two out for Adam Engel. Adam hits it well into left center field. Mullins back. It is done! Another home run for Adam Engel. It is 7-4 Sox. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. I'm at Joe0670, Joe Giglio at Joe Giglio Sports. The show at BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily. Let's take a look at the American League Central. You heard Jason Benetti on the call. Uh, For the White Sox, they are your leader. They are a hefty leader. They have an eight-game lead at the break, 54-35, and a run differential. A plus 117. And Joe G, there is not another team in the American League Central with a positive run differential. So I don't know. Where do we look? You, you don't want to look at the division odds because that's cashed with their eight-game lead and all the talents. And wait till they actually get everybody healthy, like Aloy, who's on his way back, and Luis Robert later on in the season. They're minus 2,500 to win the division on points bet. The Indians 10 to 1, and the other teams plus 10,000. They're hundred to one for uh, for the other teams. Uh, do we have to go to the win total, or is there a chance that Cleveland can put something together and make the postseason? They are four games back of the wild card spot. Yeah, I just well, Cleveland's interesting. Uh, the postseason idea, and, and if they could get some offense to go with their pitching, if Shane Bieber comes back. But as far as the White Sox, you're right. There's no point of taking the division if if you don't have it already. Just step away. But I think their over-under for wins is interesting now. So it's it's been reset at 93 and a half. So you could find it at 93 and a half. They are right now 54 and 35. Mm-hmm. So the question really, Joe, becomes this. Do they try to get home field advantage in the playoffs? Is this going to be important to Tony La Russa? Is it going to be important to the Chicago White Sox? Because you look right now. Jerry Reisworth. At the winning percentages <laughs> in the American League, right? Mm-hmm. White Sox 607. Red Sox 604, Astros 604. This is a wide open race for home field, which also comes with the um, ability to take on the wild card team, which I don't think is a gigantic advantage, but here's what it is. Whoever that wild card team is, right? Let, let's say it's um, let's say it's the Red Sox and the the Blue Jays in that game. Let's just for, for argument's sake, right? Those teams have to use their number one guy. So maybe Robbie Ray or, or Ryu goes for the Blue Jays, whoever you want to say for the Red Sox. Uh, Nathan Nivaldi has to go in that game, right? So that guy is out for at least, I would say, probably till game three of the divisional round. There is an inherent advantage of, of being that team that takes on the team that comes out of the wild card game. Yeah. I don't think the White Sox are going to need to get over their number to win the division. 
it's a matter of Joe, do they try? Do they keep trying to win games in late September? Because that's how they're going to get over 93 wins. Well, what would you rather do? Would you rather face, let's say you're the two, you're, you end up being the two, which means you, you face the three in the American League, the team that won the division uh, with the worst record, or would you go against the wild card team, which at the time, let, let's assume it's Tampa. Would you rather face Tampa or the Boston Houston winner? Tampa after their number one, and they've already lost their number one, their true number one for the season. Yeah, I'd rather face Tampa, right? They're down yeah. a couple pitchers, and and you and obviously you have home field advantage as well. If I if I was in the American League, if I was the Astros, White Sox, or, or Red Sox, or whoever's coming out of these, I would try. I would try to get this home field advantage. I think the White Sox will. It strikes me as a Reinsdorf Larusa feather in the cap. Let's go get it. Let's get the number one seed. I I don't know. I mean, we'll see how this plays out in, in September. But I would think they're going to try. They're going they're going to try. They're going to add. And Jerry Reinsdorf wants to be proven right uh, by hiring Tony La Russa. Some would say he already has. And the biggest, the biggest deal of it all, Joe, they want to put themselves in the best position to succeed and going for it, going for that one seed. I, I agree with you, would do that. And Reinsdorf wants the title before he dies. I mean, let's be real. At this yeah. stage in his life, um, what, if, what if it takes a few years? If it takes a few years, let's be, be real. He might not be here. So he wants to see it. And we've seen the, this from o- other owners in recent seasons. And I think the White Sox are certainly in that case. He wanted to, quote, right his wrong by bringing in Tony La Russa because he felt that uh, allowing Hawk Harrelson to fire La Russa was the worst decision he's ever made as owner of the White Sox, which I think is just silly. But they're going to go for it. They're going to go for these wins. The, num- the reason the number is set at 93 and a half is because Fangrass projects them at 93. For In most of these situations, they're just following along with the projections uh, figuring that out. I would, if I had to bet, if I had to bet, I probably wouldn't do it, but if I had to, I'd go over 93 and a half. They have 73, uh, 73 games together, play 89 games. So there's 73 games to go. It would take what 40 and 33. That feels very doable in this division. They're killed and they kill these teams. The yeah. bottom feeders, they crush them. They've dominated the twins. And of course, uh, the tigers and Royals. Yeah. I, I would go over 93 and a half. Is there one win total? that really uh, pops to you. The biggest discrepancy that I see between win total and projection is with the Minnesota. No, that's not even, that's actually dead on too. Um, They're all half game off. So they just copied. What about your Tigers? You went on Detroit radio a couple times from over the show. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard from them lately. In social media. Oh, well, they're seven. <laughs> what are they? 71 and a half on the win total. 71 and a half projected for 71 wins. They are to make the playoffs 40 to one. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. No, could they, they could go over their number. You know, you know what this is. The the bottom of this division is a round robin of is that who's going to get some wins at the end of the so, season because they're going to play each other. This is interesting. So Detroit is forty and fifty one, Kansas City thirty six and fifty three. So they're four games back in the win column, uh, two back in the loss column. The win total is the same. Yeah, because the projection's the same. Even though the run differential says Detroit is better, the record right now says Detroit is better. And I would project yeah. over the next couple of weeks. I mean, does Detroit really have anything to sell? They're a young-ish team. You know, maybe a starting pitcher like Boyd if he came off the IL, but they don't have much to sell. The Royals actually have some things people want. Mike Miner, Carlos Merrifield. Car- Merrifield, maybe Carlos Santana. Like they have some veteran players that could help, you know, winning teams. So I don't know. I'd rather if I'm gonna take one of these teams to go over their win total. 
It's the Tigers. Remember when the Royals were leading the division? Oh, yeah, that was fun. (laughs) And what we all knew. There's nothing like looking back to April standings and like the end of April, like, wow, this team was leading. And then once in a while, a team sticks, right? Like the Giants were that team this year. They stuck. They look like they're obviously a good team. And then most of these other teams, the Cubs, the Royals, they just fall right back to the pack. Yeah, you know, the more I look at it, I kind of think that of these options, over 71 and a half for the Tigers, is the closest thing that I could find to a play. And schedule-wise, they have the easiest moving forward in the division. Uh, Strength of schedule is 485. That is fourth easiest in Major League Baseball. And the Minnesota Twins have the third toughest. And they're going to sell off parts. They're going to sell off their better players. Even though the team has it before, they have some really good players that can help. Um, You mentioned the, uh, the Indians to start us off here along with the White Sox. So I don't think there's a chance the Indians come back and win the division. I I, I just don't think they have the horses this year. They don't. They can't hit enough. Yeah. Pitching injuries, but their over under is 81 and a half. They're 45 and 42. They will get some of these guys back. I mean, could you see it? I'm in mean, a Terry Francona team going under 500. It's like just they they roll out of bed and they win 82 games. They they roll out of bed and they usually have winning records. So we were talking about uh, some markets like in the American League East. We went over the Yankees and how you're the Yankees. You can't sell when you're just a few games back. Cleveland, four and a half games back from the wild card. If I'm that organization and I'm looking at what I have, and there are some metrics you look at that would suggest that the Indians have the best bullpen in all of baseball this year, I sell. What are you going to win this year? I, you're not you're not close to the White Sox right now. You, you you teased everybody a few different times with some good stretches, and you had a terrible stretch at the end of the first half. You're not going to catch them for the division. What are we, you you're going to buy? You're going to buy your future some prospects for the possibility of a coin flip wild card game. Why not sell off if you if you have a top bullpen? That is what every team in the mix is looking for at the deadline. They're going to overspend for it. Why not? You don't have the hitting. This has been the issue for the last few years. You're bottom five every category. Just forget it. You're not going anywhere. Just bolster the future by selling off pieces from the pen. Yeah, I would too. I I doubt. Now, they always do this when they have to, right? This is the Cleveland's way. that They keep a player until they have to move him. He's about to get expensive. He's about to go uh, walk away like the Lindor thing. So w- would you go a step further? Would you put Jose Ramirez in the market? He has two option years left. I, I mean, he's the he's the most cost-efficient su- star in baseball. I, I don't mean a guy just came up from the minor leagues, all right? a guy that's established. He's the most cost-effective established star in baseball. He's got two option years left. If they don't, if they think the White Sox, this is their division for the next two years. I mean, the window just opened up for the White Sox. Right. forget anybody else in the trade market, forget Joey Gallo, forget Chris Bryant as a rental. If you put three pennant races of Jose Ramirez on the market, every team bites every team. Like which team would not, I mean, the next couple of years, he makes like what 6 million bucks, 10 million bucks. (laughs) It's crazy. And with him in the lineup, what are you doing? I mean, because you can't score, you've surrounded him with absolutely nothing. Yes. I would do that. Anybody have, uh, more job security than Terry Francona. I know no. he's up there in age, but he stays until he wants to go home. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's his gig. I, I don't see the heat on, on the Indian staff. I, I would absolutely sell 
And uh, I would look at Ramirez. Okay, after those option years are up, are you bringing him back? No. So it's going to be a Lindor situation all over again. What's the point of right. waiting it off? Okay, okay, you have Bieber, and you don't want to waste those Bieber years. I get it. You also had some other starters that you no longer have. Uh, do you think you're going to win a championship in the next two years? That's what they, they have to look at themselves in the mirror and answer that question at the end of the month. Yeah, look, Jose Ramirez within a year and a half is going to be a Dodger or a Yankee. or he, he's They're going to trade him. It's just a matter of now versus two years from now. As is, how would you bet them? Over, under 81 and a half. I'd go over. I'd Unless, go, I'd go I, under, but I'm betting on them selling. Okay. Yeah, I, I just, they always find a way to be decent. They, they're never bad. Even when they, I mean, think about how many pitchers they've sold off the last couple of years. And they still pitch. It's an inc- they're an incredible factory of, of developing pitchers that just give you, they compete. I mean, they're okay. Yeah. Well, don't you consider that when selling off? Uh, premier offensive pieces like Ramirez or some guys in the pen. We can find more guys in the pen. We can, we develop these guys. This has been going on for years and years in our system. So I would sell off, but the, the problem that we're not talking about because we're not in Cleveland and we haven't suffered like those fans have is what's the reaction going to be. I wouldn't sweat it because people aren't showing up anyways. Yeah. And look, and, and I think they gave those fans like five years ago, they went for it. They traded away real prospects to go for to get Andrew Miller. Like they, they tried They they had two years mm-hmm. where, and they paid Encarnacion. Like they gave it a run. They didn't win a world series, but they gave it a run. I, I don't, if people could have complained, like, listen, you got to trust that team. They're good. Like they, they know what they're doing. It, they're almost raisish or, you know, A's-ish in the idea. Of, yeah. They kind of know what they're doing over there. Yeah. But also, it's back-to-back years, okay, by Lindor, by Ramirez. Like, I understand if there would be a, a, a bit of a mini-revolt there in Cleveland, too. Yeah. I'll go White Sox over. That, that's that's the best bet, I think, in the division. The other right. ones are yeah. a lot of projection, a lot of, a lot of guessing. I mean, I don't want to bet on Detroit. Are you sweating Kansas the Tigers? City? You know, there's nothing worse than an NFL Sunday in late September, and I'm sweating a oh. Tigers-Royals game. Is this Minnesota number two high because there's expectation there will be positive regression in the second half of the season? You get Buxton back in the lineup. Uh, they have 39 wins, second fewest in the division, and uh, the win total is third highest at 77 and a half. 77 feels high. Yeah. It feels really high. They're bad. Are they going to touch 500? That's what they're saying. They're going to get close to it. Yeah, 77. Uh, you're looking at 38 wins in the second half of the season. That's a lot. No, I don't. With, see with obviously less than a full slate of of, of a, a season to play, they've played eighty nine games. And like you mentioned, they're going to trade Burrios, right? Yeah, the Rodgers, their closer was in the All Star game last night. He might go. Cruz might go. No, it's that's you yeah, throw money away. Yeah, yeah they should, should trade Cruz. So basically, everybody. In the, if you're not the White Sox, just get rid of everybody. That's what we're saying. Get rid of them. <laughs> and the White Sox <laughs> division this year, next year, Reinsdorf's happy. That's a dangerous game to play, but I do agree with it. That th- these socks are not going anywhere, and the window just opened up. They weren't expecting to have this level of pitching, but guess what? In the next upcoming seasons, I, I almost said a decade because they've locked so many of them up for six, seven years. Um, there's going to be years when they stay healthy, too. Sure. <laughs> it's going to be dangerous. I mean, this could be um, an Astros kind of run that started, what, three or four years, five years ago in the AL West, where they basically have been the best team in that division the whole run. The A's pop up every now and then, but it's the that could be the White Sox now in the Central. So the White Sox win the American League Central by double-digit games at least. They are the only team to make the postseason, right? Yes. Okay. 
I think they win this division by 12 games. Uh, There are some Sox fans that get very mad when you bring this up, but if you do look at the bottom feeders, not just in this division, but throughout the American League, like their record is they crush those teams, but they haven't played as well. They're pretty close to 500 against uh, the playoff-level teams. Yeah, and there is a smaller sample against those other yeah. teams, right? Like six These games Joes against the are Astros. Help- you know, six games against the Astros or the Yan- or the the Red Sox. It's not much to to really glimpse off of. But- and you're supposed to beat the bad teams. Yes, oh, that's a, that's the other part of it. That's the advantage of being this bad division for sure. All right, we'll find out if there are actually some betting opportunities in the National League Central. There's not a ton there with the American League Central. They get the juices flowing. Not as big of a lead for Milwaukee in the NL Central. So we'll go over that and take a look at the win totals, odds to make the playoffs. Joe O, Joe G, keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The early weeks of May turned it on right about the time they got Willie Adamas who shoots one down the line in right field. That's going to get to the corner. Urias will score back-to-back doubles and the Brewers quickly on the board tonight. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Yeah, it's the Joes here every single day. BetQL Daily, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Uh, Joe G, is there more intrigue in the other Central, in the National League Central? Four-game lead for the Milwaukee Brewers, a run differential of plus 46. Hey, we have a second team with a positive run differential. That is the Cincinnati Reds. They are four games back in the division, three and a half games back in the wild card. Will the Red Legs be adding? That's the big question uh, come trade deadline. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just thinking about this as we did the last division. Now we're into the NL Central. Joe, I feel like, and you mentioned when you look at the projections, the win totals, they, they really just kind of base it on the projections as of right now. And I, I think there's some opportunity here if you can guess along with the trade market mm-hmm. on taking some of these teams. And, and we'll get to the Cubs, but their numbers, win total is still pretty high. If they have the sell-off everyone's anticipating, they're not going to get to that number. They're just not. And it does open up opportunities for teams down the stretch like the Reds and look at their schedule right now there's a lot of Pirates in there down the stretch season a lot of Cubs down the stretch of the season I don't particularly think the Reds are that good of a team but if three teams in this division either stink or are not trying isn't there opportunity for a second team to just win extra games down the stretch of the season and the Reds are that team now fun note for you I don't know if you if you notice I did when I was looking at this the strength of schedules good point here with the Cubs and Reds coming up Uh, the Cubs have the second easiest Schedule in baseball. The Reds have the third easiest. Obviously, a lot of games within the division. The Phillies have the easiest schedule moving forward in all of baseball. We were talking about them at plus 500 to win the NL East yesterday. I thought that was interesting. Yes, it is. And they they had one of the toughest in the first half. So it gives them Mm -hmm. some hope here in the second half of the season. Cincinnati's over under 84 and a half. It feels high because I don't think they're a very good team, but... 
it's a tough one to bet. I, I if you tell me right now they won 85 games, I'm not going to be shocked. They hit, and they're in a t- division with three teams that aren't very good. What's happening with Sonny Gray? I'd he, like to know. Well, he's killing my fantasy team. I know that. <laughs> Every three weeks, I got to deal with something. I don't know what's going on. He's always hurt. He would uh-huh. if they fell out of it. He was. I thought he would be a great trade deadline chip, but now he's hurt and they're in it. So, can they? I mean, they can they pitch enough? Is the question. Their bullpen is a disaster. Their rotation is up and down uh, and injured. The one thing about the Reds is they hit and they're trying, which I, I give them. Do we give credit for trying these days? Because everyone else is selling. Yeah, you kind of do actually, because half the league is not trying. Maybe even more than half the league is not going to be trying at all. Um, I they should buy mm-hmm. because you're the Cincinnati Reds and you need some relief help. Uh, you have bottom five, bottom six bullpen in the game, and you have a top ten offense. Even though they de- they do have issues going against left-handed uh, pitching, but you have a top ten offense. When healthy, the rotation is pretty good. You need Sonny Gray to stay healthy. Never know if that's going to happen. Uh, defense and eh, not not so great. They trend towards the bottom of the league. But I understand why the win total is eighty four and a half, even though they're projected for only eighty three wins. I do expect them to to help that bullpen a little bit. They should. They should. It's not like the Milwaukee Brewers are this uh, juggernaut that you have no shot at catching in a half of a season. Yeah, and I, and there are two routes. I think we we if we think about this logically, I think we all think the NL West is going to send three teams. But Joe, we've been talking about this for a few weeks. The Padres just don't seem to. I don't know. Concentrate when they're not playing the Dodgers. They have 40 losses. The, the Reds have 42 losses. The, the, the Reds are three and a half out of a wild card spot. They are four out of a division. Like we, we can't. Here's what we can't have. And and I know. I mean, each team could do what they want. Joe, we can't have every team that's four or five games out just say I'm out. You know why? Because then the playoffs are set. Just start October now. Yeah. Like someone has to say I'm going to try to catch these teams in the National League. You know, the, the East is its own thing, right? That's its own weird race, and we talked about it the other day. I mean, the Reds are the only team outside the East that is not in a playoff spot that feels like they're going to try. Don't I, you think they have a better shot of catching the Brewers than the Dodgers or Padres? I do. I do. But it's it's another avenue, right? Like if, if one of those teams slips up, there's two avenues in. It's the second wild card or it's the NL Central. I think the Reds are going to go over. Because they're going to try to. And that means something these days. Yeah. And you know what? The book said, you're right, Joe G. So let's bump the win total up a little bit. The projection is 83, and and they put it at 84 and a half. Because people are going to see that. Uh, Maybe they'll react to them adding a little bit. Uh, But is is Sonny Gray coming back? Do you you have any idea? I don't know. Or is it just like it's Sonny Gray even if he does come back, he's going to get injured again. And he always gets injured. He's so good, and he's always hurt. He's the most frustrating pitcher. Um, so the last thing I saw is he the might he be ready. Yeah, he might be ready after the All Star break. So they're at eighty four and a half. If it was 83, 83 and a half, I would I I jump on it. Eighty four and a half, I still like it. Joe, it's Milwaukee's division. They're the best team. That run they went on, what was it about two weeks ago? That that basically ended the division right there. The the Cubs lost all those games. They won all of them, and it was like it's over. Yeah, I mean, we can pick on the Brewers about their offense, and it is inconsistent, but they have elite starting pitching. They have elite relief pitching, and something that doesn't get discussed enough, they have really good defense. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving me three of those four that I'm top 10 in baseball, maybe top five in some of them, I'm good, especially in the NL Central. Their over-under window is only 88 and a half. I like the over. I don't think they're going to win 95, but 
Yeah. 89, 90 wins. Well, Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates all selling, right? Yes. Okay. A lot of games against those teams moving forward. They don't have uh, schedules that are as easy as the Cubs and Reds, but it's going to be fairly easy. Minus 445 to win the division, 88.5, as you said, for the win total. Uh, Make the playoffs minus 425, almost as high as the division odds. They're, uh, They're good. They're good. You know, maybe the conversation uh, around this division is, is really about how good are the Brewers? Are they world series? Good. Can, can they take out these top teams in the national league? Can they take out all, if they have to face um, a couple of those teams in the West, can they take them both out? Well, here's the part that is interesting. And if it stays this way, Joe, I feel like the Brewers have a real advantage. Like they have an easy path to the world series and here's what it is. If the West stays the way it is, right, the three teams are coming out and and the best record's coming out of there. Let's let's just say it stays the way it is. The Giants win the West. Dodgers-Padres in the wildcard game. That that winner would play the Giants, which means the Central would play the East in the divisional round. Yep. Which means the Brewers could beat the Mets. And and while the Dodgers and Giants and Padres are all beating the crap out of each other, they could reset their rotation, have a day or two of rest, and get ready for the NLCS. They have a chance. You the meant Bre- this division has a chance. You meant Brewers beat the Phillies, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> in three. Yeah, um, no, yeah. Uh, when looking at futures in the National League, I think most people just go to the West because, oh, look at these teams are too good, too good, too good. Is that really the case? I I would look at the the team that you project to be uh, the the better of the central and East division winners because they get to avoid those West teams, I think, uh, to start things off. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly going to be the case. The NL West winner something we can say at the all-star break will be the one seed. Yeah. Which means the NLCS is going to have a West team versus the East or the central. You're not going to have two NL West teams in the, uh, in the NLCS. It's just that, that our game's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. I mean, <laughs> two of the five best teams in baseball are playing each other. And one has to go home. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be must-see TV. I like the Brewers over. You know, if you look at baseball references projections, Joe, it's interesting. They have the Brewers average, uh, you know, they averaged out the projections for the rest of the season. They have them at 89.8 wins, so right there for the over-under. They have the Reds at 86 wins. They have the Reds flying over the 84.5. And actually, if it, if it plays out that way, we have a central race. If the Reds are within three games, that's a race. Can they stay close? Would you bet Reds plus 255 to make the playoffs? Yes. I think about it. I wish it was a bigger number. It's not big enough. No. It's. It, I can make the case for them catching the Brewers. I can't make the case for them getting a wild card spot, even though it's a half game closer right now, three and a half. Cubs under 70, was it 79 and a half? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, they're two games under 500, but I actually believe them this time. Jed Hoyer is pretty much close to saying it. Yeah, we're going to sell these pieces, and it, it'll be multiple pieces. It won't be everyone. Uh, they're not going to trade Rizzo. They they want to make him a lifetime cub, even though they haven't been able to agree on some sort of a contract. And I think it's stupid, but uh, it seems like internally they've made the decision bias over Bryant. Cardinals over under 80 and a half. That's a good number. I go under. Jake Hassan, you got anything here? This is your team. Obviously, you should go under, but I don't think they're going to sell, and the Cardinals' devil magic is going to show up at some point in the last stretch of the season, and they're going to hit 81 exactly. The win total is two and a half games higher than the Fangraphs' projection. 
Uh, they project 78 wins, and the win totals 80 in the hook. 80 in the hook. Yeah, I'm going to take the under, and then when the devil magic comes and they win 10 out of 11 in September, I'm going to hate everything. Don't you tell Flaherty to just shut it down? I think they're close yes. to doing that. Yes. So he, they put him on the 60-day, right, the other day? Yeah, they did the other day. Okay, so is he done? I hope so, just for the long term, because you're not winning anything this year. So I would hope so, but knowing them, like when they go on that run that we're talking about in August, when they're beating up on the Pirates, it's not going to matter, and then they're going to bring him back for one or two starts, and he's going to get hurt again. That's idiotic. Idiotic. Uh, Argument for the Cubs win total under, Jake Arrieta is still in the roster. In the (laughs) yeah. I love his quote after the game last week against the Phillies when he said he still he sees his stuff. He sees the stuff of other pitchers in baseball. He knows he's still one of the best out there. Oh, Jake, my God. Jake, buddy. I, I do respect that, though. Like, the greats in the game, you have to have that mentality. I respect it. And at one point, he was at the top of the mountaintop. I know. The problem is he's taking a free fall down the side. Yeah, it's one thing to have confidence and to project that. But if I go into a room of NBA players and I say, I'm the tallest guy here, just look around. No, I can't see. Like, I'm not. I'm one of the <laughs> smallest guys there. It's like, you got to have some self-awareness, Jake. Keep trotting them out there every fifth day. Gives us an opportunity to bet against the Cubs in the second half of the season. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, coming up next in the upcoming hour, a lot on the Open Championship. We're going to have a conversation with Jeff Feinberg, who has given you two winners in his last two appearances on this show. And we're going to have an Open Championship draft. It's going to be fun. Stick around. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.